The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in Busted Open Nation here on a Saturday. It is a weekend edition, podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I am Ryan McKinnell, your weekend host. Got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, across the way. And Mark, we got a lot to get to today here on the podcast, including a full recap of SmackDown on Friday night, which involved one Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and uh, potentially Sheamus. A lot of chaos on Friday night SmackDown, Mark Henry. So much chaos and and a lot of a lot of turmoil from the fans and fallout with what happened with Jeff Hardy. So I'm I'm curious to see how people are going to take what we said about it. Absolutely, and we will also get to the finals of the Intercontinental Title Championship tournament which we now know is going to involve daniel bryan and aj styles and mark i got high expectations uh for this tournament final i mean when you put aj styles and daniel bryan in the ring that is a recipe for magic we didn't know how it was going to happen but we got it and uh we're looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with it i think that aj styles and sheamus uh, aj styles and daniel bryan are gonna tip the the fantastic for us Uh, We just got to look and see what's going to happen. Well, speaking of tipping the fantastic uh, sexual chocolate, we do weekly winner here on this Saturday show. And, Mark, I am trying to think, yes, we do weekly winner every single week, right? I know fans look forward to it. I certainly look forward to it. But this week was especially uh, wonderful in the sense that I think in terms of overall grades, I think this is the highest week we've given the entire business. Just a great, great week for professional wrestling. And it was really hard picking a weekly winner. It was very difficult picking weekly winner this week. Raw was spectacular. On Wednesday, we had AEW and NXT, which both got A pluses. And then we had another A minus last night on SmackDown. So much to get into. So much good wrestling. Great promos on all shows. New and innovative ways that the WWE produced their shows with having the plexiglass around. We'll talk about all that on the podcast today. And all you got to do is sit back, relax, and click play. Get it going. Bust it open on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That's Mark. Don't miss it. Let's go. You know what, man? It's, it's a disgrace to this country to still be in a place where we can't get together and say, you know what, man? Let's, let's, let's govern the country the same for every human being that lives in it. And I have friends that are police officers that are just sure. They just can't believe the stress. You you wouldn't believe the stress that they're under. And, you know, of course the first thing I did was call who was closest to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, what can be done? Because I'm not blaming this on you, but Something has to be done. It's got to be police officers that start standing up for this, not black police officers. All police officers have got to stand up and and start to mobilize and say, listen, if you are a racist, if you are a criminal, if you are a hustler and a police officer, you got to pick one because you're making it bad on everybody because if I get killed because of some shit that you did, my wife and kids are going to be without a father. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's where the, that's where the the tire meets the road. It's up to the police to police the police. And now every human citizen in America, every time you see a cop pull somebody over, every time you see a cop coning off an area, the cameras need to start rolling from everybody, white, black, Spanish, Asian, Indian, any denomination that you uh, consider yourself to be in, ethnic group or whatever, start videoing them. Because one of the things that happened in that video was all one cop turned his back, so his camera was facing another direction. The other two stood so close to the police car that all you could see was the police car. You didn't see what was going on. They knew what was happening. They formed a barrier. They formed a barrier yeah. with no camera footage from them. And as is as hard as it is for me as a black man in America already. The last thing I need is for the people that are protecting me for me to be uh, for me to be afraid of them. And I've been in the car at least 10 times in the 23 years that I wrestled where I got pulled over. And I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, confident. So I, I'm, I'm, I never was afraid. You also, in, you also, I've, also, Mark, you cast you cast a pretty large shadow. But I've also <laughs> been instructed yeah. by people that were close to me. Hey, man, when the when the cops come and they're going to come, you need they're they're already fearful of what might be happening in a car. Every one of them that walk up to a car. Turn all the lights on in the car. Roll all the windows down in the car. Put your hands at 10 and 2. And as much as you want to say, why the fuck are you pulling me over? You should be more like, hello, officer. What's the problem? Well, the problem is, and you go through it. And you get on the road and you live. My white counterparts don't have to do that because when they turn the light on, there's an association of this person, you know, he might be a doctor, he might be a lawyer, he might be a, a salesman, he might, he's, just, he's probably a good guy. In America, we still suffer from this racism of this black dude might be a drug dealer or he might be a thug or he might be, I mean, even our president is using the terms um, that's very counterproductive. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody needs to step away from this situation and realize we're in a, we're in a powder keg type of situation right now. There's a lot of, you see all of the celebrities, African-American celebrities. I've seen Will Smith and Jamie Foxx and, uh, you you name a, 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 a football player, basketball, golf, marbles, tilly, whatever. Everybody is act, becoming an activist about it, and it's, something's got to be done. Well, you bring up the the powerful, the the, the, the obviously the the African American celebrities, actors. Uh, you you bring up Will Smith. I go back to that line from Spider Man, the original Spider Man, Uncle Ben and Peter Parker. Right, with great power comes great responsibility, and that offers a segue into the professional wrestling world, Mark. Where uh, yesterday. I was. It really warmed my heart to see because we all are on this together, right? And 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 speaking. We're up, supposed being, to be. Yeah, and and being humans together and speaking out, especially if you're white, and you have any semblance of power. And power's relative, right, Mark? I mean, power. I mean, you could be. I was raised in a semi-racist family in Indiana, right? I was certainly the only non-racist for the majority of my family members, and often a lot of the time, my I felt like my back was against the wall, but I had to speak up. I had no power. I had power. I had a small semblance of power in my family. But again, sometimes that's where the change happens when you stand up to people, when you explain your position, when you have things to say, right? So it, it doesn't matter if it's with your 
your family, whether it's on social media, it doesn't matter if it's the power of Mark Henry or or, or someone lesser. It, it, again, it's all relative. But I bring that up because yesterday, Mark, across the social media landscape, you had WWE wrestlers speaking up and hashtagging uh, Black Lives Matter, which was for me outstanding because I sometimes feel like, especially as a white person in media, like I'm I'm yelling into a void. Like that there aren't people behind me and maybe like my Twitter or my social media is going to cost me jobs. And that's worrisome because I need all the jobs that I can have. So when a Charlotte Flair, when a Randy Orton come out and share on Twitter, Black Lives Matter, Mark, that is a huge boost to the awareness of what is trying to happen. And you had people specifically going back at Randy Orton and saying all lives matter, which you hear that a lot. Of course, guys, first of all, we don't condone rioting, obviously. And second of all, of course, all lives matter. But the key here, and Randy pointed this out to a fan on social media, all lives, they can't matter until black lives matter. Right now, clearly, what is happening in America, Mark, and what has been happening for decades, not just in the last 10 or 20 years, right? Black lives don't matter, at least not in the same category as white lives. No, So until there is that equal, we can't even talk about all lives mattering. Of course, all lives matter. But right now, black lives don't matter. So let's work on that and and you know the thing about the people like I, I feel bad for uh Kevin Nash and yeah. Randy and people that that came out and said things and got backlash this, well this is this is the United States of America it's a it's founded on being a melting pot and all this bullshit black people came to this country in servitude and that's the way the racists want to keep it. The truth is fear controls and it's got to stop and everybody got to wake up because as much as I want peace, I don't want to have to worry about my son leaving the house. I, I just, I want everybody to be respectful to each other, even in this time. Yep. Especially let's, in this time. Let's, let's not be quick to, let's not be quick to fight. Let's let's be quick to think and we let's let's increase the standard of uh of qual and the quality of police officer that we hire. Make it difficult to be a police officer. I I make it an honorable job again. There's a lot of guys and, and girls out there that they don't want trouble. They want peace. They're peace officers. That's that's what the should what it should be. Yep. And, and we're yep. not we're not England. We're not going to walk around with just a baton and no <laughs> no guns because I'm I'm pro guns. And I think that everybody should get licensed and 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 be have the you have the right to bear arms. Know your rights and and stand true to them. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Now it is Friday night Smackdown time and man, I'll tell you what. This week in pro wrestling, and again, I go back to the weekly winner from Monday Night Raw to NXT to obviously AEW, and then with the capstone last night with with uh, Friday Night SmackDown, a really great, I thought, week in professional wrestling. I didn't think any show was weak, really, at any point. No. They all felt like they had great pacing. SmackDown really delivered, and it started with uh, last night, Mark, and a little bit, I mean... It's something we don't see all the time from the company these days, and that is a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of the absurd, a little bit of the, uh, uh, a little bit of the, what's the word I'm looking for? The soap opera drama, right? Jeff Hardy uh, opening the show, or at least his rental car was. We don't know exactly what was happening. Jeff Hardy was found in a bush, uh, led by police, arrested. Obviously, he shows up later in the show, interrupts the main event. We'll get to that in a second, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on kind of art imitating life in the WWE going down this route with Jeff Hardy, which, I mean, listen, it's... There's a reason they were doing these video packages. There's a reason they were reminding everybody about his troubles. And and now we're finding out the reason is because, you know, as we talk about so often on this show, Mark, this business and this product is best when art imitates life. And and that's what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, man. Listen, guys, for all the people on social media that were angry that this happened, let me give you a little history lesson. 
When Mark Henry came into pro wrestling in 96, you know what the first angle that he had was? The very very first one. Tell us, Mark. Jake Roberts (laughs) was an alcoholic. He went through clinics, rehabs, and everything you can imagine. And mean old Jerry Lawler would bring a bottle of Jack Daniels to the ring. And he would, pull, he would, he would just say, come on, Jake, just have one drink with me. You're going to not have a drink with me. He was temptation. And then he'd kick Jake. He'd hit Jake over the head with the bottle and he'd rub his face in the liquor spot. And then the next week, He would sneak up on Jake, hit Jake, and pour the whole bottle of liquor in his face and down his throat. Jake loved that angle. It was a good-ass angle. (laughs) But this is (laughs) history repeating itself. The guy has had some troubles, legitimate troubles, and people are like, man, don't do that. It's in poor taste, and this is pro wrestling. I'm, uh, I'm, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> you guys the can't see Mark, but I can't. I can. The it's reason that delivery. we exist in this business yeah. is to copy real life because it is real life. You you mean we're going to walk around here and make the reason we open the show with how we open the show is because you cannot gloss over reality. Glossing over reality puts you in a fictional world. We are a fine balance of reality and fiction. It's been that way since the 1800s, late 1800s. And it's going to be that way long after we're all gone. Let the business be the business. <laughs> it's entertainment for us all. Don't get per. Don't take it personal. And enjoy it. I think that Jeff is okay with this. Otherwise, he would not have done it. He was the guy that came on on backstage with us on Fox Sports One, and he said. Hey, I'm an open book. You can talk about whatever. He's I checked myself in and went and got help. Nobody had to force me to go get help. I was uncomfortable with seeing what I looked like in the mirror, how I was with my family and my kid. And I said, wow, that's very honorable of you. He said, you know what, man, it's the right thing to do bring light to the situation because there's a lot of other people out there that are struggling with alcoholism. He's comfortable. So leave him alone. Let let him live. Go out there and perform the best you can, Jeff, and we got your back. And if you ever feel like you need the backslide, call us. Ryan and I, we hey, we're right here, man. We're right here. And that's where everybody should be to make it easier for him to reach out so he don't backslide. So uh, getting back to television, I think that it's cool that they used it because of how many people are suffering and fighting with alcoholism. And they have some a reference point that's not always serious about it. And they used it so... Now, I thought it was it was pretty good the way that they did it. You know, I think that the performance could have been better by the security guys <laughs> and the police. Well, are you you talk about the performance. I, if you want to break it down, bring it down to performances. <laughs> well, the performances. <laughs> I, I, I thought the secure the security guys, and it looked like uh, Braun Strowman got a little uh, caught off guard with his his frizzled hair out there. Uh, it was uh, it was a dis- different look at at Braun Strowman. But you talk about the performances. I thought. 
thought Renee did a great job. I thought it was she very believable. Yeah, I thought it was very believable. I thought a couple of the, the cops, you know, when they were pulling Jeff out of the bushes, I thought it was all really well done. You know what I mean? Jeff, when he was getting carried away to the uh, the, the cop car and, and Elias was being put on the ambulance stretcher, I thought that was great. It was just sold really, really well. It feels like a good angle. And now, Mark, we have the added venom and the added sort of... I guess the added storyline of Seamus potentially because it feels like this is a setup. It doesn't feel like Jeff Hardy ran over Elias. I think there is foul play amiss, right? Yeah, but it but and, it sets and, and up. How did how did Jeff get free? If, if he had to be innocent, exactly. He, he, they had to give him a breathalyzer and realize the alcohol was on him, not in him. Right, and now. You've taken him out of this chase for the Intercontinental title, but it gives him this awesome storyline, this this building storyline with probably Sheamus. It looks like Sheamus is the one who set him up, right? But right. It, it just it it's it's another layer. I was honestly expecting to see Jeff to probably go for the final through the finals. I was expecting, you know, him to get put over, but this is something even better because this is one of those situations where you don't need the title. You're, the title is your story. That's the driving narrative. And in some instances, the real life stories are bigger than the title. And this is going to be something I, I think it's going to be a really interesting watch. I think it's going to be compelling television. Yeah, I mean, definitely it could be at least second on the show, especially when you have the, the title with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, possibly. And then now you have created another series with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. You killed two birds with one stone. It's like it's it's beautiful booking. It's the WWE once again has everybody by the short hairs, <laughs> and you and you're gonna have two unbelievable matches as it relates to what's going on. So where do you think this is headed? I, I brought up, it looks like, you know, Hardy was set up. It looks like it could potentially be Sheamus. I mean, Hardy interrupts the main event last night, allows Daniel Bryan essentially to get the win. Um, nice little piece of business right there, Mark. But uh, the way it looks heading into the future, it looks like it's going to be Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. What do you think about the angle? What do you think about the matchup? I know you've been really high on Sheamus. I mean, you're, you're for, forever, right? But specifically yeah. since he came back, you've been waiting for something like this. I, I think it really pits two great wrestlers that have a legacy behind them. Obviously, a little, little bit more with Jeff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, styles make fights. There's so many layers to this that I would enjoy. Also, Jeff or Sheamus can play an actual heel. Like, he can be an actual dick. And I think he's a guy that can carry the storyline in a very real way. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think it's great, man. Uh, great performers, both of them. Yeah. Uh, now you'll have... The story that should be told is Jeff is is beating the hell out of Seamus now because of what Seamus did, and he knows that Seamus is wrong. He knows already Seamus was responsible for what happened, but everybody else just don't know. But say they get into it, and they, they say, okay, this is what happened. And it looks like Seamus is going to win. And who comes out of the bushes, if for uh, lack of a better term, but Elias causes Seamus to lose. And he's the one that tells the story. No, it was Seamus that caused the accident. Seamus is the one that took a bottle of liquor out before I passed out. The last thing I saw was Seamus pouring alcohol all over Jeff Hardy. And not only did he lose to Jeff Hardy, next week he's going to lose to me because you caused me pain. You caused me to be out. I lost money. I lost by prestige, my shot at, at, at being the champion. And, and that's the thing. Elias got screwed out of being the champ. Right. 
Jeff Hardy got screwed out of being the champ. Both by Sheamus. Now, Sheamus, being the heel that he is, is not going to be able to fight both of these guys. He's going to have to recruit somebody to help him. So there's three options of things that could happen. Hmm. And that's the way wrestling keeps unfolding. And you, you have to be able to write and produce to where you can think ahead, not just in what's going on right now. I always say, guys, calm down, pump the brakes, relax. Just let what's happening happen because there's layers of things that have not unfolded yet that we don't understand because the whole story has not been divulged. All right, judge it five years from now. Yeah, let's just, well, even, not even five years, let's, can we judge it like three months from now after this happened? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just give us, give us gonna, a break. You're much, more, you're much more forgiving than I am. <laughs> If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. The back and forth between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryant was obviously uh, a special. AJ Styles, one of the rare entities in this business, Mark, where I think he is a top, top babyface, and I think he is a top, top heel. I, I, it is just rare when you get someone who I think is, is good on both ends of the spectrum. I think the two for me that immediately come to mind are Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. I think both of them can walk that line in a very real way and do a great job, but Aside from the interaction between those two, AJ Styles, uh, obviously, and Daniel Bryan, I love that interaction between everybody in the locker room that was kind of setting up the battle royal that would later go to Sheamus and obviously him winning, but that it just felt more natural. I don't know if they're allowing for a little bit more of an unscripted nature. I, I thought that happened. It came through on, on Monday Night Raw. But I really liked that whole segment from the interaction between those two to the entire locker room. It just had a great feel to it. But I will ask you this. Who the hell was the bald guy? Who was the, the, the mediator? Like, they just they threw this authority figure essentially into the mix. I had no idea who the shit he was. Well, I guess, I guess Jamie Noble... Who you recognize. No, I know Jamie. No, the, and, the bigger and, guy, the security guy. Right. Well, he wasn't really a security guy. He was he's okay. one of the agents. And, oh, okay. Uh he and Jamie, they kind of fit the same role. And just okay. that Jamie was in the first segment outside with uh Elias going to the hospital. And I guess they figured, you know what, he's going to the hospital with Elias. We got to have somebody else. And that kind of was his debut, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, being on, on screen. And also, um, um, I think he did a good job. It's just that oh, it was you great. Know, nobody knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the thing. But I, I now I, I see I'm glad that you brought that up because now it kind of brings into, I guess, clearer focus exactly what WWE was trying to do last night. And that was to take us behind the curtain. Right. You saw the guy yeah. come over with the headset and he was like, hey, you know, Elias is going to be out. You know, the, the, this is going to happen with the tournament. This is the pivot we need to need to make. So essentially we're watching the television being made on television, which. On television, it, it, yeah, which is, which you know, different. It, and, yeah, it's not and, and, and would be more real. That's the way yeah. it is. Right. You know, you get you getting information as it's going. And and the fans got to see last night what it's like to move on the fly. Yeah, especially when wrestlers are taken out with rental cars and there's alcohol in the car. Oh, my gosh, the drama. But 
Mark, I want to go back to that back and forth between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I thought it was really well done. Um, I, I thought it had good laughs in there. I thought Daniel Bryan sold well. I thought AJ Styles, again, as a heel is just, it's as good as, as, good as you can get. And it's not even like, it's not even full heel AJ. Like what we're dealing with now is almost like, I don't even know what you could call it, but it's a, it's, it's a clownish. more likable. Yeah, yeah. More likable version of a heel. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And I've known you for a long yeah. time. Like, I, I'm just like, y'all need to cut it out. Y'all sound actually sound like the way guys would be talking if it was a fight and it was an argument. Like, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. Won't you come over here and do something about it, stupid? Like, it just that's that's what it is. Yep, that's what it is. It, it, was, it, plays, is. it was plays off reality. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Now, you talk about the plays being off or the playing off reality. Obviously, the Intercontinental Title Tournament Finals. Now, you're going to see AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I would expect, as we talk about reality and pulling the curtain back, I would expect a pretty real match between those two. We're talking about two of the greatest tacticians, technical wrestlers of their generation for the Intercontinental Championship in a tournament final during a pandemic. Mark, I, I just, I, I hope I'm not setting the bar too high, but I really don't think I am. I, I have no. high, high expectations for Daniel Bryan. And I, I mean, I have super high expectations, just like you, Ryan, because... Yeah. Um, we look at, at, at what happened this week in wrestling. Just look at this week. Don't look at nothing past Monday. The matches that we had from Apollo Crews matches, from, you know, um, NXT on both shows, I mean, on both shows on Wednesday, NXT and AEW matches. And then you have the matches that, you know, when I'm, I have to point out the fact that uh, Riddle and Thatcher's match was spectacular. Unlike anything we've seen in a long time. So that being said, do you think the pride of Daniel Bryan and the pride of AJ Styles is going to allow them to play second fiddle to any match that was on this week? No, sir. Next week, leading up into the pay-per-views, is going to be monstrous. The stuff that's going to happen is going to be quick. It's going to be a lot of it because you got to get all the matches on the pay-per-view preferenced with what happens next week. But this is going to be a pay-per-view that we're going to remember for a long time, man. I think that every the way it's building, it's building like we want to, it's like SummerSlam almost. Like this is the, this is the biggest uh, storylines that we've seen in a while. We wanted stories, we got them. Yeah, yeah, we do. And uh, the, you talk about the, the, the flow, right? And you talk about the storylines and action packed. Uh, obviously, you looked a little bit ahead to next week, but just let's. I mean, just how about last night in terms of Friday Night SmackDown, the amount of content that was packed into this show. I mean, you brought up Matt Riddle. We're going to talk about Matt Riddle. Obviously, he had that great match with Tim Thatcher on Wednesday night at NXT. Yeah, he also, well, he sort of made his debut last night on SmackDown. At least his his video package did, right? There was just so much. We haven't even gotten to, 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 to Bailey in that match with Lacey, or excuse me, Sasha in that match with Lacey and, and, and you know, uh, uh, Bailey on commentary, or that was with Alexa. I'm sorry, I'm getting my uh, matches confused, but you get what I'm saying. There, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. There was so much to it that you almost forgot, but Mark, when you were watching it, it didn't feel that way. You had a little bit of drama to start the show. You had a little bit of comedy with AJ Styles. You had some technical wrestling. You had some bruisers. You know, you had Sheamus winning the battle. Got a little new so day. There was, yeah, you got a little new day with a moment of bliss. You had so much packed into this show, but it didn't feel like it. It felt very natural. It felt like the show went really fast, too. Yeah, yeah. I did. was, I mean, uh, yeah, a couple of times I got up to take meat off the barbecue pit, but um, when I came back, I was like, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? And Jacob was 
that you're not going to believe this. And then I was like, rewind it. No, no, I don't want to rewind. So we had to rewind the show two times. The show was about 30 minutes longer than it should have been because of me rewinding <laughs> having to watch stuff all over. Hey, again. man, hey, hey, but, barbecue is very important. You know, hey, man, look, when the ribs got to come off, the ribs got to come off. <laughs> exactly. You didn't spend all that time just to screw it up. You know what I mean? If you got to put you got to put a hold on the DVR, you can do that. This is in the 80s, Mark. You don't have to wait around the radio with your one tape trying to catch that single so you can keep it for the rest of the month. You know what yeah, I mean? You know what it is. You know what it is. That's old school right there. There's a lot of people yeah. right now going, oh, man, I did that. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, you heard the music, pro wrestling fans. Hour two of Busted Open Radio getting underway. And that's right, it is time for the weekly winner. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKittle. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, we were talking about it in hour one intermittently. What a great, like a truly great week for professional wrestling. Some weeks, the weekly winner isn't that difficult. Other weekends, or weeks, I should say, like today, it's a little bit harder. I, I wouldn't, when you look at the landscape of pro wrestling, you look at all these shows that we talk about, I wouldn't grade anyone lower than a B for this week. So, I mean, it was yeah. just an incredible week in pro wrestling. But I want to know, as we get the weekly winner started, who was your A show? Who was your weekly winner for the week that was in pro wrestling, Mark Henry? You know what, man? It's hard to beat what happened on AEW with Mike Tyson showing up and him having a collection <laughs> of uh, UFC stalwarts, if you will. Um, and the interaction between he and Jericho and where that's going to lead to. Um, I mean, just watching, I, I can't believe that I'm saying like Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy has stepped his game up. And uh, I enjoyed, you know, the psychology in the match. And MJF is just a, he is, what, what does Dave call him? A human stain. A human stain. <laughs> he is just a stain on pro, but he hey. is a good, dirty stain on pro wrestling. When people talk about, I know you guys had uh, uh, Mark Calloway on last Friday, right? The Undertaker, and he was battling with, you know, kayfabe being dead. You know, Undertaker's got social media and everything is over. Kayfabe is officially dead. Let me tell you something. Kayfabe is not dead until MJF is off planet Earth. MJF is dedicated in a way to being a heel that I have not seen. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like really grow up in the territory years, so I, I I didn't see people like getting stabbed and like Ollie Anderson going out there and like the chaos. I wasn't really enveloped in all of that. I was more of an attitude era kid, right? But like I have friends that have done profiles for pretty high level publications on MJF over the last year or so. This man is never out of character, like never. He's a heel 100% of the time. And that to me, I mean, Mark, to anyone who loves That's pro dedication. wrestling, absolutely. How, I mean, we have to give, I know he's like 24 fucking years old or whatever it is, but like we seriously have to start talking about giving MJF his flowers because the work that he's putting in right now, I'm not talking like a legacy. I'm just saying where he's headed and the dedication yeah. that he shows to the business. I know he's an unlikable person. I know Dave calls him a human state and I don't blame Dave. I would too if MJF said what he said about me like he did to Dave, but it's just, it's an incredible dedication to the art yeah and and as eventually we're going to hear the story about how he got in the fight at the <laughs> circle k we're going to hear the story about how he got a fight at the gym at the waffle house like, right <laughs> at the waffle house like it's he he is he has taken it to that level and uh i think that it's you know if, if god bless him if you if you got the energy for that lifestyle then hey man do your thing but also i i, I <sighs> In the same breath, I go to Wednesday and I see a match with Thatcher and Riddle. And the beauty of that match was it was a structure that I had never seen before in wrestling. It was a first. What? And it was something that I would like to see more of, especially with, excuse me, with Shayna Baszler. 
Yeah. I think that that could be the structure that Shayna Baszler brings in or ushers in with the women. Um, with that being said, Kurt Angle was involved in that match as a referee, and the beauty of it is Kurt Angle didn't interfere in anything. He handled it like a referee should have handled it. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, even with the stoppage and collecting the teeth, I mean, you see, how, how often do you see a match where the chicklets really get spit out? Then you never. Know, so it was never. a memorable and, spot, to say the least. Right. So there's a lot of things that happened in that match that uh, gave it a, a one leg up. And, you know, Drake Maverick, shit. He has, he has turned the corner and they're starting to use really elaborate ways to get finishes like they did with the cover and the, and the submission at the same time. Like, so, I mean, this, this week, I mean, I would have to give AEW an A and I have to give NXT an A. Uh, B plus for Raw, B yeah. plus for SmackDown. That's fair, um, yeah. And you, you really have to go back to what else happened on those matches, on those shows. And the the women's matches on both shows were great. Um, and a lot of the reason is at NXT, you had uh, a champion wrestling an unknown. And Miss J w- was exceptional. And I have to like peek my head in and say, you know what? This is my buddy's wife. And about three years ago, she said that she wanted to start wrestling. And I directed her to some schools and got her some tryouts. She's tried out with the WWE before, uh, but mostly she works the indies. And she went in and put over that match like a champ. And that's hopefully AEW will hire her full on now. But hell of a job. Hell of a job. So... And- so, Mark, it sounds like because we're kind of all over the map because it was such a great, you know, week in pro wrestling. Uh, you brought up Raw. I thought Raw was outstanding. A B plus, I think, was a more than fair grade. But it sounds like you're leaning AEW for your best. I'm, I'm leaning AEW because I hadn't even gotten to the fact that you had a reveal, really, of um, the tag team from the WWE that showed up and came down, drove, drove a really nice uh, old Ford truck down to the ring uh, <laughs> and jumped out a la Cody. They didn't run into a little barricade or anything, but they, they drove down, they got out, they came in, handled business. And uh, the the new name is escaping me. FTR. Uh, Dash, FTR. Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. Getting it and, in. Man, they, they, they came in and did a hell of a job, made an impact, yep. and left the same glory that they showed up. And well, I'd have to give the edge to AEW. And, and you know, uh, the way that we phrase it is, if you're not first, you're last. That's right. So AEW that's right. comes in first again. AEW first for Mark Henry. And we're going to talk a little bit more about AEW coming up in the next segment because there's more I want to get to with FTR and uh, Britt Baker and just a lot of good stuff from AEW. But, Mark, uh, I am in complete agreement with you uh, in terms of AEW and NXT being the best shows of the week. But Raw and SmackDown were not that far behind. And specifically, what I loved about Raw, and I just want to touch on this real quick, and I don't know if you saw this or if it resonated with you, it felt like to me that there was more leeway given to the talent, whether it be, you know, Kevin Owens, when he was, you know, he started the show or at different points throughout the show, it just felt like every promo was a little bit more natural. Like, did you, mm-hmm. did you get that feeling? Did you, did it feel I like did. maybe that, that raw wasn't going so heavy on the script on Monday? Because it sure felt that way to me. If it definitely felt that way. And, and you can tell that that's the way it was because at one point, uh, Kevin was so spectacular in hosting and opening that show and Charlotte coming down to the ring and getting yeah. Charlotte getting in the ring. He made her pop. He laughed. He made her laugh like that was real. That was you go back and look at that show and Kevin did his damn thing. And I, I feel now like I'm sliding uh, Raw and SmackDown. I think that it was more a minus show, a minus show for Raw and SmackDown and a plus a plus shows for NXT and AEW. 
this was an incredibly good week of pro wrestling across the board. And um, I, I take back my B pluses and give A minuses. And <laughs> but I still have to give the A plus A plus to AEW and the A plus for NXT. Yeah, and my listen, my my weekly winner was NXT, and I'm not going to be a contrarian or to go opposite of you for the Wednesday show, Mark. Um, I just it, it's kind of like what you said, and in all due respect to AEW, which had a really really great show as we talked about. But when you look at that main event that NXT had, and yes, full disclosure, I am a Matt Riddle Mark. Um, obviously, in the MMA space, I knew Matt before he transitioned to WWE. I did a story on Matt uh, for Yahoo Sports about four or five years ago I just I like I've always liked what the guy is about I've always respected his path to the WWE obviously being let go from the UFC on a four fight win streak for those that don't remember Dana White was extremely venomous when he let Matt Riddle go right Matt Riddle was essentially let go for a positive drug test for marijuana whatever it's legal in like a million states now it's not really the point I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make is is Dana White essentially made it a vendetta against Matt Riddle essentially what's this dummy gonna do that's what he said about Matt Riddle basically I'm paraphrasing I don't have the exact quote in front of me but it was essentially what's this idiot gonna do he can't fight now let's what's he gonna do he's gonna go make you know he's, gonna, he's no rocket scientist that Matt Riddle he's Matt let me tell you something Matt Riddle is infinitely better off in the WWE than he ever would have been fighting in the UFC. And you're seeing that. And we saw that on Wednesday night, Mark, with a proper send off to a guy who has dedicated a good portion of his WWE, well, all of his WWE life and a good portion of his pro wrestling life to NXT. You give him that send off and Mark, he does the job, right? He does the job for Tim Thatcher. He yeah. puts him over clean in a really great match. They're one and one in their rivalry. I would expect that we're going to see more of that because this went back to not just the WWE. Thatcher and Riddle obviously battling and Evolve, and they've got a history, right? But the match itself, you talked about not seeing anything like that fight pit. Um, it's not entirely true, but I do get what you're saying. We certainly haven't seen it in a generation. But that I think style. that the, yeah, but I think the common the common theme or the common thread that you could draw was the match between Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock. You know, twenty not plus true. years ago. Yeah, there was some similarities there, but in terms of the athletes and in terms of and, and at that time, listen, that was some revolutionary shit. Owen Hart, Ken Shamrock battling in essentially what was a cage. I think it was a circular cage, if I remember correctly. Either way, they did some stuff off the cage, but you really saw that on Wednesday with Riddle and Thatcher, the creativity, Th uh, uh, Riddle running off the cage and kind of imitating the Showtime Anthony Pettis kick. There was a lot of cool spots in there, and it, and it felt real, which is really hard to do when you're actually dealing with a real fighter in Matt Riddle who left the UFC on a 4-0 win streak, right? And then a yeah. guy, Tim Thatcher, who's a real shooter, or a guy is seemingly as believable as all hell that could go into a bar and wipe the floor with you to have him win in, a, in, in that way in a submission. I just want to say, I, I think it speaks volumes to the character and the person that Matt Riddle is and the love that he has for the business, because, Mark, he didn't have to do that. He's a pro fighter. He was a pro fighter with a really good record. And to lose via submission, I mean, some guys that could you know make him feel like it makes them look weak or it diminishes what they did in but the UFC. That's an investment. Yep. I tell yep. people all the time that wrestling is an investment in the in the working. In the work you have to invest. And down the road, this is gonna come up. The package is gonna be showed. The first win went to Riddle. The second win went by submission to Thatcher. And they'll be on a grander stage. How about WrestleMania next year? The rubber match. How about opening the show? <sighs> Brother, in the same structure. In the cage, like they did, it would be it'd be unbelievable. But let's let's go back and and, and there's so many things that that you could chew on. We, we as much as I still give the nod to Mike Tyson being anywhere. Anytime I see Mike Tyson, <laughs> I'm like all about that life. But there was a point on NXT where it was like a 1920s talkie movie where nobody talked. Scarlett Bordeaux, mm. that's how you say her name? Bordeaux, Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah, there you go. Came down to the ring, not saying a word, using a series of different looks. With Ciampa. Then, with Ciampa then you had Ciampa yeah. looking back at her like, yep. what? He went from, what do, you, what do you want look to, oh, where is he? Is he finna attack me from behind? To... What do you want? Why are you staring at me? But there was no words being exchanged. And then Scarlett walked away. 
And she never took a, it was like, I'm walking away, but I'm going to keep looking at you. Got that proof. I'm going to keep letting you know that I don't really like you, but I'm watching you because I need to know everything there is to know about you. And then you have Cross start talking. <sighs> he made pertinent information. He announced it to everybody how he felt and what he, was going he to brought, happen. Yeah, he brought weight to it, Mark. He brought weight to it. Mm-hmm. And Champa could stand there and he could react. And his reactions were just as good as Scarlett's. And then Scarlett never took her eyes. She walked off the stage and turning, keeping her eyes on him and walking off. And then right before she disappeared through the curtain, boom, she boom. walked. She, brother, <laughs> the drama of that segment was masterful without words. That's pro wrestling. I told you, I've seen guys have five-star matches with a broomstick. Literally. I watched Al Snow have a match with a styrofoam head. There's people that are talented in this business, in their acting, in their performance, yeah. that supersede their work. There's been a lot of guys that could talk better than they could work. Then you get a Ric Flair that could talk and work. You get a Rock that could talk and work. Sure, you get sure. a Stone Cold. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. But there are some people. And, and, and Wednesday, we got to see uh, Ciampa and we got to see Scarlett Bordeaux. There you go. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. You got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Put it together like yeah. nobody could. And, and Mark, a glimpse into the future. Yeah. As we talk about Man. Thatcher and Riddle in WrestleMania, oh, come on, Ciampa and Cross. I mean, it's, you can put up with anybody. Ciampa and Cole, Cross and Cole. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, the, the, the talent, Dream and, and Ciampa, Dream and, and Cross. But, I mean, we, there is clear an overflowing of the cup of talent at NXT. And, 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 and as Mark said, you saw it on Wednesday with just looks between Scarlett and Ciampa. And then when Cross took the screen with a, with a very unconventional promo, just his eyes, just his eyes, yeah. right? Which I love, which I love because little, little, I'll tell you what. A little brow every yep. now and then. Yep. Just to I'll get more, but yeah. brother, like this was a week of wrestling that I could watch this and I might watch all four shows again tonight just so I could entertain myself. And I mean, this pandemic hell, you know, I got these, I got the weekend to watch pro wrestling again. I'm watching all four shows. I might skip through a few things, but <laughs> it won't be much. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.